0: From the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. I just I just want you to feel God. I just want you to reach out beyond yourself and feel the love of God. That's actually what brings us to the topic of destroying your distractions. Destroying your distractions is not a message on focus as the world or vision. As the world says, if, you are, if you're you're visionary, you're going to do this or that. Destroying your distractions is not even focusing on the, the habits that you have that are bad. It's actually shifting your attention for a moment or what counts. Like, almost so overwhelmed, full of the Spirit, I can't even move. (laughs) Just to shift your attention to what counts. Everything in the world is designed to bring you to anxiety. Everything in the world is designed to bring you to worry. Before it used to be every month, now it's every minute. Every minute as you're going on the road, you're talking with the Uber driver, everything is pointing out to his design to just in it's just incendiary. There's a there's a triggering, triggering atmosphere that accompanies us as we do life, so you can constantly complain and feel bad and feel broken and feel hurt. And if you're not careful, you will grow into the world of all of these things. Complaining, the news, the noise, the gossip, you know, social media, the internet. Do you understand? All of these things in the backdrop, which seems invisible, but very visible. You can now be operating in these things. And all of these things generate pain and trouble in your life. Or you can or you can behold something. Destroying your destruction is about beholding something. John Piper says, we're called to run a long distance, multi-terrain race of faith. Long distance, several terrain. <laughs> this is actually quite a good a good you know, quote. We're called to run a long-distance, multi-terrain race of faith. So, this is actually what we're called to, God's pleasure. The, The idea... Of destroying distractions take our eyes off of what we think life is about and on to what God wants to do. Why? Because God is going to be pleased. And what are we supposed to do? To heal, to deliver, to redeem. How is God intending to do this agenda? Through us, say through me don't we sing and say build your church i'm sure some of you are thinking i was dancing because it sounds like build ecclesia hills may never ever be about me may never ever woe is me the psalmist said may never be about just even us here may be always bigger May we connect to that eternal walk of God, that global walk of God, where God in every nation, in every season, is redeeming people in every town, in every territory, in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that through the church might be made known unto principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. I can't read all the scriptures, they're ballistic a few. This is actually Hebrews, and I actually made a mind to correct it. I don't know how Romans showed up still. Yeah, that's tell you, you have expectations sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this, okay, you corrected it in your copy. How come I. <laughs> My copy has Romans. They're they're higher than me, man. (laughs) Let's read this together. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us hallelujah the two things i want to bring out of this scripture one let us lay aside every weight and number two the sin which so easily ensnares us what is weight weight we're praying i'm talking about weight the other day was it wednesday i can't remember what day we're praying tuesday during the fast so, Prayer Hill had a fast. There's a group in this church called Prayer Hill. It's the, it's the group of prayer warriors. So, you want to pray, come and talk to Pastor Fred. So a uh, pastor of prayer. Hi. You want to uncover spiritual things, come and touch base with that. Wait. Is not sin. Because the Bible draws a difference between the two of them in this scripture. Let us lay aside the weight, every weight and the sin. That's what the scripture says. What's weight then? Weight is actually what you have to carry. The Bible says it's good for a man to carry his yoke when he's young. What does that mean? It's actually your weight. Your lot in life your burdens, your life portions, the things that are to normal life. So weight is actually career, children, family, parenting. My, the way I parented, the way Hadith and I parented our first daughter is definitely very different from the way we parented all the other ones. Especially the last one, we were very stringent and particular. And as Hausa people say, the first baby bagunjo, like means the the first baby of the family doesn't used to use second-hand clothes. You know, by, sec- by the second child, you, you do hand-me-downs. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, very particular. The baby caught. I put the baby in Moses' basket. I'll never forget that the day they are doing the baby dedication for that one who's in university now. By the way, she resumed in Calvin this week. Yeah. I put her in Moses' basket and I brought her out on baby dedication day. And then I put the Moses' basket on the grass. And everybody goes, Oh, how can you put a baby in the grass? Take her up. I'm like, I think it's nice. The grass is green. <laughs> they wanted to beat me up. Why? First baby. In the journey of growing in parenting, we, we, get, we get so fussy. Some people, the reason why they can't worship God is their babies. My baby did not sleep. My baby did not this. My baby did not like. Literally, that baby become a goddess. Like you can't move. You can't. You can't do anything, baby, 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 baby. For some people, weight is their biological clock. After a while, their tummy begins to come out, and they have weight. (laughs) I wasn't looking at you. don't talk about bones near old women (laughs) (laughs) so after a while the bulge emerges and you now have what? weight weight is also marriage weight is also a boss weight is also the workplace that thing that business, that career, the normal conduct of every life. But once this thing begins to stand against God's purpose in your life, then you must lay it aside so that you can run the race that is marked for you. Then what are sins? Sins mostly... The Bible says the sins which so easily entangles us, or what people call besetting sins, a.k.a. the sins we love. Say a.k.a. the sins we love. Some of us love how we feel when we are angry and we can tell somebody our mind. Some of us love what greed offers us. You may not like the sin directly, but you will like the after effect. Of what the sin does. Lying. Brawling. Gossip. Gossip is so sweet sometimes. So people can't wait to tell that gist you gave them to someone else. Wickedness. People just like the fact that they want to hurt someone. Some people, it's evil speaking. That jealousy. That pride. Having that pride. Like... You know, I hear people saying, I lay down my pride to talk to them. Your pride is really big. You have to even lay it down. (laughs) Rage, lewdness, greed, cursing, self-will. These are the sins we love. The devil will never tempt you with the sins you don't love. If you don't have women problem, there will be women left, right, and center. You will always see them as the daughters of God. But do you have a gossip problem? The devil will use that one. Since you don't have a women problem, you're among women, and they said that women gossip, right? And men do what? Men are gossiping, but don't call their own gossip. Men just, men, women gossip but is this still the same spirit of gisting about other people's affairs. The thing is I know as a counselor, I can set families ablaze. I can knock friends' heads together. Do you understand how you preserve the integrity of people's lives by protecting information that's in your hands? but we love particular sins and we indulge in them. Two things will prevent you from running the race marked out for you. Number one, weights. Number two, sins. The sins you love. The sins you make an excuse for. The sins you refuse to let go. It's not the sins that, some people who don't have any problem with praying you call them to pray, they'll pray for 10 hours. So people don't have any problem with reading the word. They can read the word until next season. But you don't used to try them. Don't try them. Don't try them. They will lose all their consecration in the moment when you make them feel small. we grow in spiritual things can we grow can we run this race can we build up steam in the things that god has done in our lives say amen. amen then verse 12 goes looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down now, at the right hand of the father, looking unto Jesus, destroying distractions, not about what we don't look at, it's actually about what we look at, do you know if you keep looking at something, after a while, everything else disappears, this old song says, turn your eyes, upon Jesus look full in his glorious face and the things of earth will grow strangely deep and the light of his glory and grace actually about what you look at destroying distractions is not about being violent it's not about taking a sword it's actually about setting your gaze And and at some point in time, all of you guys have had a scenario when you destroy distractions around you. It's just about what you destroy it for and who you destroy it for. I remember how focused I was on marrying Hadiza. Do you know how you are so much in love that when you lie down, you feel physical pain? One day she's doing, another day she's not doing. I was, my brain, I was running mental slowly. But I had what? Focus. (laughs) Unbroken focus. My pastor's wife in just came and met me and said, because I a family, it's the military families. So she thought that my speck in women was to marry someone, my dream was to marry someone from a soldier's family. She said, I have the daughter of a general who is very fine, Brother Mo. I'll introduce her to you. I see your pain. <laughs> <laughs> they are friends I had. At that time, please, none of you should tell her this or this. She's probably watching. we <laughs> were dating, but we are now, she said she wasn't doing it anymore. So we're now, we're now stopped talking like a relationship for like seven months. So I came to that season when I felt like, ah, I want to marry now. And as I came to that season, At the same time, I started working in this present house, Freedom Foundation. I was a young, yuppie guy. Just got this job, you know. I was a cool-talking modern guy. You know, I used to come with cap. They used to see me like a Hausa Christian. Alas, they didn't know that I couldn't speak any (laughs) Hausa. So I had one friend. So can I tell you guys it's a secret? So, how much can I say? <laughs> but now there was another item of interest, <laughs> yeah. And I was considering it because we are we are not talking anymore. It's like seven months. But then I went to pray, and the Holy Spirit said to me. If you have 5,000 Naira between these two people, who will you give it to? If you become a pastor and I send you to the ends of the earth, who will go with you? If this situation happens and you have to move house from your nice Ikoyi house, who will go with you? I asked, the Holy Spirit asked me four questions. I knew who my wife was. So I went back and begged her. Say, I know, I know you decided you don't want to marry me and everything. But if I was you and you were me, I would like to give one more opportunity. So this is my one last ditch attempt. Hadiza, will you marry me? Will you date me? Will you make me your man? Once she said yes, she actually said yes that time for the first time and wrote me a nice poem and said, I've always loved you. But somehow I didn't have assurance from my world. I was just trying to make my mind up and, and shame did not allow me to just say to you that I actually feel you and I love you very much. Uh, the lyrics of that poem is still etched in my memory. What happened? I destroyed all other distractions. Permanently. Nailed them down. Out. I don't want to see. I don't want to know. And for people like us who follow after God and who have been, so sometimes we feel like it's actually about whether you were in the world sleeping around before. I've never slept with any other woman apart from my wife. Never, never, I've never drank a bottle of alcohol before, I've never like partied before, I've never been like in a nightclub apart from going there to preach, so sometimes you feel like you have to be broken first. Before God can. Because sometimes when you hear the testimonies on people, like, wow, I was a porn star. I was this, this, In Jesus said me. I like, wow. Like me, I can't preach. you like, ah, wow. No, you don't have to be broken. You don't have to be before you understand and have empathy for those who are. Of course, if you are, God will still use you. But you don't need to go and be broken first before you can be. I set my eyes like a flint, and everything else faded away. You know we'll have the conversation you need to have in that kind of situation. I know we're close, I know we're friendly, but I've always told you about Hadiza. I'm, I'm going with Hadiza. I'm really sorry if you felt my heart was leading you on because we're really warm and cordial and we'll go everywhere together. Of course, it's gonna have all the normal things, block, don't text me, don't mail me, don't all of those things. Fine, fine. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith for the joy that was set before him. He endured the current suffering, despised the shame of what people would say and now he sat down in the heart of the glory of God. If you want to run after God, one thing you must do is to what? Look unto Jesus. Say it out. Look unto Jesus. Say to someone, look unto Jesus. Please don't be distracted. Say to someone now, look unto Jesus. As you set your eyes on him, everything will evaporate. So this is Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. She gave to her husband with her, and he also ate. What did the devil do to Eve? He got her to take her eyes off her concentration. Did God say, did God say, did God say, sorry, let me move away from this slide. Some of you already have not The tree was good for food. The tree was desired to make one wise. The tree was good to the eyes. And this precipitated the eating of the tree. Why do you fall away from God? Why do some of you, like we're all believers here, right? But why don't you stay in the place of fire. What is the Leo? Look at it here. It's one of these things. It's good for food. It's good for their eyes. It's nice. It's good to have. It makes people wise. It gives people integrity, it gives them power. Why do we want? Many people want marriage. They don't even know why they want marriage. Sometimes marriage is from Instagram. You saw a and uh, what's his wife's name? And they look so good. Banky W U and Adesua. Wow. I wish I can get a man like that to hold me. I wish I can get a babe like that. Just look at her figure. When she walks, her hair moves in the wind. <laughs> you don't really know why you want marriage. And that's why we make a mess of many things. Because we don't know why. Because everybody's doing it. We think like that's what we need to do it. Desired to make you look Acceptable that desirable life, God began to tell me after that journey, after that major infatuation we had, God began to teach me it's not about marriage. It's not about children. It's not about money. It's says those of you who are married, as you see the days approaching, you should behave as if you're unmarried. Like, I am wild. The only thing that will make me shed tears like that is the Lord Jesus himself. I'm crazy adventurous. But before my God, I scatter into pieces. Ah, I've seen the most beautiful. I've seen the most desirable. <sighs> I wish I could just take my heart and give it to you guys so you can understand that what you desire is what you pursue. The proof of desire is that you pursue something. You want God. You chase Him so much. You chase Him so much. Everything else disappears. Nothing matters. No accolades to gain. No crowns on earth. No heights in achievement. No money in bank account. No, no fame among men. No presidential seat to pick up. Nothing is as big as the beauty of those who know God. Ah, the devil came to tempt evil on what she already had. She was already a woman who God has made everything. The Bible says God made every tree that was good for their eyes and good for food God made them already God looked at everything he designed. God said what I created is very good already then the devil comes and says to Eve you're going to see something you're going to know something eager for and Eve just went Hallelujah. On the contrary, when you come back to Jesus Christ, there's a contrast between Eve and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ begins to say, let's read this, John chapter 4, verse 34 together, one, two, go. Jesus explained, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Mm. (laughs) what makes my blood boil what gives me satisfaction what I live for what I call the highest good what I call my highest goal is to what? do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work this is the highest summit. This is the highest level of achievement. This is the highest desirable thing ever. And if Jesus is our example, that's actually how we should also live as well. Say amen. amen. Say this like a minute. My food. Say it like a minute. It's not about shouting, just say it like a minute. My food is to do the will. Of him who sent me. And to finish his work. This is desire. This is what we pursue. So you think Christianity is about. It's about going to church. No. You think Christianity is about a religion. No. You think Jesus died so that we can all gather in a building. No. If we gather. It will be to pursue this. If we meet up, it will be to pursue this. If I have a friendship with anyone, go and check the reason of that friendship is to pursue this. I have no other friends. I have no other desires. I have nothing else that is con- consequence to me. I can do business with you, but you're not going to be my friend until you start pursuing after God. Because some of you guys, can't you see the love I have for you? My love almost wants to break your bank. Some of you cannot even handle the tonnage of love. Why I can see God in you. I can see God in you. I can see God trying to walk out His will in your life. And when I see people like that, my heart just bonds with your heart. My heart bonds with your heart. Say that to someone. It's a good opportunity. Say that to someone else. Why? It's not because you're all Igbos. It's not because you're Yoruba. It's not tribal. Why does your heart burn with someone? Do you know me that I'm always looking forward to meet people? Yeah, tea and conversations. But after I meet people twice and I say that they have no interest in God, that interest of continuous conversation dies in me. It dies in me there's only one thing I desire only one thing destroying your distractions is going to be easy for you if you see the beauty in who God is consider the beauty of God you know what the devil wants to do is to make God look unfaithful in your eyes God will look like as if he doesn't care about what you're going through. God will look like as if he doesn't know your name. God will look as if every problem you have is only you having one problem after the other. So you always feel like God doesn't know you, doesn't recognize you, doesn't love you. The day you have a revelation that God loves you, that God wants you, that God wants to be with you, that God is mindful of you, that God thinks good thoughts of you, that you are special to God. The day your eyes open about who you are in God and who God is to you, the the day you know that God pays particular attention to you, all of a sudden, the devil will lose his power to deceive you. His deception only starts and ends with the knowledge of God. That you have. Hallelujah. Amen. So God invites us to build a kingdom. As I round up. We, we, we talked about building the kingdom before. How to receive the kingdom. And one of the things we said at that time was. The kingdom is actually a place. Called a territory. It has landmass. It has a king. And it is the place where the king's words carry power the kingdom is the place where the king's words carry power so god is looking for a people of unique identity what does that mean god wants his words to carry power in your life if god's word have weight in you then you're in the kingdom if god's word don't have weight in you you you're not in the kingdom So it's not just about saying the sinner's prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I give my. I was a sinner. I'm a sinner. No. Does God's words carry weight in your life? That's actually how you know whether you're in the kingdom or or not. The extent to which the word of God is weighty in your life. So so many believers, but they don't have the kingdom. They are not in the kingdom. May God strengthen every one of you to join the kingdom, to enlist in the kingdom, to have the place where you have your unique identity, you have your language, you have your culture, you have your authority, you have the government of God. I have no time to break down the kingdom because the whole sermon in itself, the kingdom of God. But let me give it to you in a nugget that it is a place where the will of God is done. It's the place where people are not arguing and fighting with God about what God wants. It's the place where God is not only only Savior, but He's also Lord. Amen. Amen. I know our time is fast spent, so I want to round up. And God gives us a practical blueprint in the life of Christ how to be in the kingdom. Just four things. Number one, life code. What's your identity? What do you believe? What runs in your mind? That's actually how you know that you have the blueprint of Christ. Number two, what are you saying? Yesterday, there was an elaborate conversation at the Bible study about words. What we say. The kingdom has a language. The language of the kingdom is faith. The language of the kingdom is belief in God. The language of the kingdom is not abuse. It's not inconsideration. It's not misconduct. It's not foul language. The language of the kingdom is blessed. The language of the kingdom is actually establishing what God wants to do. The language of the kingdom is the language that speaks those things that be not as though they are. What words do I say? So you want to be like Jesus Christ. Then be like him in how he had a blueprint for his life. Be like him in what he says. Be like him in how he used his time. Go and read the Bible and see what Jesus did with his time. What did he do? He went around teaching, preaching, healing the sick, raising those who are broken. What you do with your time is an evidence of where you belong. You cannot say you're in the kingdom, and you cannot even have time for worship and devotion and prayer. But guess what? You cannot even worship and have devotion except you see the beauty. Can you see how things lean on each other? As we're worshiping, when that guy sang that song, I came to hug him because, do you know, before I was sitting down, water was already coming down my eyes. I could see the glory of God. I could see the beauty of it. I can never explain it to you. You have to buy it by yourself. You have to buy it. It's something that is bought. Is caught. Is not. Is not given. it's not given. So may God give you that ability to desire it, so you can go and buy it. And the final one of these four things is: What does success look like to me? And that's all. The conversations this morning were amazing to answer that. All of you guys knew that it's actually to look with God's lens. Uh, This church is so, so mature. All of you guys got it right. All the groups said it. Everybody said it. See what God sees. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. How do you burst distractions? I'm sure some of you were trying to say, we're thinking that I'm going to come here this morning, I'm going to be motivational. You must destroy your distractions. You must set your face like a flint. You must set your focus like the focused. If you want to focus on yourself, you can lose your focus. But you must focus on the Lord so he can be the focus. That's just some of you expecting motivation. No. Just see the beauty of who he is. Ah, just behold the beauty. Ah, this music is not backing me up. Bro. Just behold the beauty. ba Just behold the beauty. Just see it. Raise your sight. Siphon, you have to come and help me on the keyboard, man. You have to to go with me, man. Pray in the spirit. Can I tell you guys something? You have to see the beauty. Don't make it sad. Go up here. Uh That's where you're supposed to be correct and then pam, 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 ba, da, 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 da. move don't stay soon. i'm not sleeping anymore i've, I've awoken i have a reason you have to see the beauty guys tell someone it's time for you to preach turn to someone and say i want to preach to you what do you see what do you really see do you see the beauty of god you see how awesome God is can you imagine it with your mind can, can you consider the excellence of who God is can you continue the, the awesomeness of his throne can you consider how much God loves us oh man some of you are so ashamed you don't want to tell somebody that can you consider how much God loves us can you see can you imagine what it looks like to sit in the place where you have the fullness of the idea of who God is Imagine how much, how awesome God is. That is actually what you see first. Is to consider the beauty. You want to destroy distractions, consider beauty. You want to to destroy everything that is staying your way, consider beauty. See the excellence, see. See how awesome God is. See how powerful, see how he works. The Bible says in Isaiah, Since the beginning of the world, who has seen a God like you? Who walks on the behalf of those who wait for him. <laughs> Consider the beauty of the Lord and everything will fall off. Spend your time in mercy. That's what prayer is. Some of you, when we say pray, you can't even pray. When we say lift up your hands, your hands fall limp because you can't see beauty. The day you see beauty, you will be like the other woman. was a quite a queer mom. She was rolling on the floor. What do you think she was saying? She was saying there's something better than me. I'm not saying we should all roll on the floor mechanically. She had revelation. She said, God, the day you give me this child, I'm going to come in front of the congregation. I will roll in five congregations, she said. I'm not recommending this use your own words that God gave you consider the beauty of God consider the beauty of God. That's the reason why you break up a relationship that is not serving the purpose of God. Consider the beauty. It's not, it's not painful. That's the reason why you walk away from a contract that is a million dollars it's going to make you richer because you are seeing something else. That's the reason why when men come and speak about you, you forgive them because you can see another beauty. That's the reason why when people despisefully use you, you are able to move them, move up, move along because you can see the beauty. That's the reason why when people hurt you, you are able to release them because you can see another beauty your eyes is seeing something else your eyes is seeing something else your heart is considering something else Jesus says what success looks like to me what makes my blood boil what makes me wake up in the morning what causes me to go to bed late at night what makes me to pursue people what makes me to run is to see the glory of Him who called me and to finish his assignment. This is my main occupation. Next week, we're going to anoint some pastors. These people will be making a mark in the ground. They'll be declaring that by this anointing, they put God first. Everything in their life becomes secondary. Ever since I took this oath to serve God among people, nothing else. Like if I have a business meeting and I have... A spiritual meeting, literally, you know which one takes priority. I'm not even playing. I'm not even playing. Like if I have a business meeting I'm making money and I see God's child crying, I see the two, I will choose this one. Constantly, over and over again, I put God first. Why? I see beauty in people. Do you know some of you, when I see you guys, I see where you're going to be. I see God's vision over your life. I see what God wants to do through you. I see the people God wants to heal through you. I see the things you're supposed to establish and build. I just see them. They just pop at me. So I'm always sort of like, some of you are like, ah, Pastor, no, don't be so close. Don't be so close. I'm like, hugging oh, okay, still. This is my person. Why? I can see something. I can see something. I can see you as God sees you. I can see you in the fullness of your capacity. I can see the grace that God will release through you. I can see the power. I can see the authority. I can see the place of standing and healing and reconciliation. They said there's problems all over the world. But guess what I see? I keep seeing solution providers. I keep seeing men and women who are going to right the wrong. I keep seeing men and women who are going to stand up against injustice. I keep seeing people who are going to say the power. The light of God is real. I keep seeing people working to repair broken places. I keep seeing people who are strong in the spirit. I keep seeing men who are going to rise and not gonna give up. (laughs) And that gives me excitement. I will choose it any day. I will choose it any day. What will you choose? Will you choose your distractions? Or will you choose to run after the one? Jesus said, my meat, what gives me pleasure? What causes my blood to boil? What gives me fire? What keeps me going? What stirs me up is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. One day, there was a young man they were about to kill. His name, Stephen. All of them put their clothes in the feet of a man called Saul the killers put their clothes at the feet of the man who sent them called Saul and they started you blasphemer you spoken about Abraham and Moses in bad light so we're going to kill you as the threw stones at him guess what happened as the true stones at him guess what happened the earth became dim and heavens opened On earth, everything was sorrow and pain and beating and scourging and stones were hitting his brain. Bam, bam. His spleen was splattering. But this man lifted up his voice and said, I see heaven. I see heaven. I see the angels of God. I see the presence of God. I see something and he said father forgive them for they don't know what they do why could he forgive so much because he could see I pray for every one of you that God will open your eyes that you will never see earth so big again and you behold heaven And you see this glorious beauty that is coming for you. That's my prayer for you. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at at elo.ecclesiahills.org